Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable, and that's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back, and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Shanghai this time. Again, I am still doing a recording without the typical microphone that I used. I apologize for the quality of this recording, even though the quality of most of our recordings are less than adequate. This one might be just a little bit more less than adequate, I guess you could say, but I need to share about what is taking place inside North Korea because you're seeing it on the news a lot. Uh, in fact, it is looking very positive. I want to share the things that you should know as a result of the prayer that we did last month for 30 days. And I know this is a bit bold. I know that this might feel a bit naive to many people. So, to some, it might even be offensive. I've seen several people that have found it offensive that I would even suggest that after 30 days of prayer for North Korea, we have seen amazing things take place. And I'm not just saying that because we've been praying for North Korea for the last 30 days. There are people that have found that offensive because they're like, dude, I've been praying for North Korea for months, years. Why would you say that your prayers that just started 30 days ago in this little week, 30 days of prayer, is somehow making a difference? We've all been praying. We've all been praying for a while. Maybe that's a result of everything. Yeah, maybe it is. I'm not saying that this only happened because of our prayer. I'm saying that I believe that our prayer that we have done corporately for the last 30 days is directly tied to the things that we have seen in North Korea. And here's why. I've been working in North Korea for more than 15 years. I haven't seen anything but horrible, awful news come out of North Korea for the last two years. I have not seen a stitch of good information come out of North Korea for the last two years. And then all of a sudden, April 2018, for 30 days, we decided to pray for North Korea at a time when everybody thought that war was inevitable, it was going to happen at any time. Everybody was kind of blaming Trump because of his hard-nosed policy that he finally took against North Korea. People felt now two madmen are going to actually lead the, 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 the entire world to war. We were seeing uh, the UK going to parliament to get more money for their military to carry out operations inside of North Korea. We were seeing South Korea and Japan come together with, with America to be able to for the really do hardcore training for possible battle with North Korea. We saw Mad Dog Mattis. Mad Dog Mattis doesn't play around coming forward to be able to put together a battle plan. And he said openly, we do not want to go to war with North Korea. War with North Korea will be a disaster for everyone. But that's how Mad Dog Mattis operates. He plans for the worst and then prays for the best. He had U.S. Marines in South Korea training in the, sh in the snow with no clothes on together with the South Korean army to get them prepared for cold weather battle. We were on the verge of war. China was backing off of supporting 
North Korea. They first came before the UN Security Council and said, yeah, no, you're not going into North Korea without our permission. You're a warmonger. And then North Korea lights up a, a test rocket, shoots it right over Japan, over their sovereign territory, drops it right in the waters outside of their, outside of their, their borders. And then America makes a step forward. China's a little timid. They don't really want to get involved because North Korea is making them look stupid. America gets a little boisterous telling North Korea that rocket man, you need to settle down or we're going to have to deal with you properly. China then steps in, says, no, you can't do that. So North Korea again launches another rocket. They were launching so many rockets consecutively that China was no longer able to, with a straight face, support them or protect them. Finally, they just said, you know what? Screw it. Kim Jong-un, you're a moron. America, do what you got to do. We were on the verge of war. And at the beginning of April, April 1st, when we started praying, there was no good news coming out of North Korea. After April 1st, when people started to join us around the world, praying for North Korea specifically, we saw five things happen that are newsworthy. More than that. But I'm just going to name five, five things that happen as a direct result of people praying for North Korea. One, North Korea opened up talks about denuclearization. They said that they would never give up their nuclear weapons. Now, they're openly saying that they are up for negotiations on denuclearization. Two, we've seen tensions climb down from the verge of being on war to now there's this euphoric feeling, this, this motivation. We, we now have momentum on our side for peace in North Korea. Three, the nuclear weapons testing site collapsed. Collapsed. The cavity of the, the facility fell in on itself. Four, North Korea and South Korea Moon and Un came together for the very first time ever in the history since the war started in the 1950s. And they both signed agreements and denuclearization. And five, Kim Jong-un is now open for a one-on-one discussion with the United States, which that may not sound like good news to many people, but... That is a huge, huge step because that's basically dancing with the devil on both sides. For the American president to be meeting with Kim Jong-un is, a, is going to be a dance with the devil because there's nothing that's going to come out of his mouth that's going to be true. Unless Kim Jong-un says, I'm hungry. If he says, I'm hungry, that I believe. The man looks like he's had a few good meals. And if he goes even a little bit of time without eating... Who knows what kind of hangry we might actually see come out of that, that, that small leader. But there's a huge dance of the devil that's taking place with Kim Jong-un meeting with Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump represents everything that the North Koreans stand against. So those are five major things that came as a result of you listening to this podcast supporting back to Jerusalem and praying for North Korea for the 30 days of prayer. If you did not pray for the 30 days of prayer, shame on you. You should have been with us. You should have been joining the hands. But if you didn't know, you're forgiven.
and you can go onto our website. You can download the 30 days of prayer, download it, um, the 30 days of prayer right now and be with us next time. Or even within your own Bible study, your own church group, you can start to pray for North Korea. We've already seen people from around the world tell us right back and say how amazing this prayer guide has been for them. Because it opened up many people's eyes. This is not just a prayer guide that we used so that people could pray a kumbaya prayer for the North Korean people for 30 days. This wasn't just read scripture and say something happy for 30 days. This wasn't sucking on candy and lollipops and and hoping for rainbow clouds for 30 days. This was 30 days stepping outside of your own world and peeking into the world of North Korea. We broke it down into three different phases. The first phase actually educates how to pray because of the history of North Korea. There are things about North Korea that will blow your stinking mind if you only knew. And that's what we try to do in this 30-day prayer guide. For the first 10 days, the first phase is just to inform, to let you know. The second 30 days or the second 10 days within the 30 day prayer. The second phase is to share testimonies of people that I've had the privilege of working with for the last 15 years inside of North Korea stories that I've heard that have blown my mind and I wanted to share them together with you. And then phase three, the last 30 days is for individuals to know exactly what projects we are working together on. Now, there are certain things that we can't share because of security, but the things that we can share, we do. So for those 10 days, you are learning specifically about projects that we are working on right now. That's me hitting the desk for full effect when I say right now. So right now, you can... Get that 30 days of prayer and learn to pray for North Korea effectively, intelligently, to specifically pray for the specific needs of North Korea. Now, what you need to know about the coming summit with North Korea, what you need to know is that everything that you're going to see is going to be a lie. I wish I could tell you better news than that. The good news is great things happen when you were praying for North Korea. But everything that you're going to see with this peace process with North Korea is going to be a lie. Here is the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth about North Korea. North Korea is in a weakened position. Their nuclear testing facility has collapsed. Their economy is collapsing. They are seeing more people defect than ever before. I'm going to share a couple things just to give you an example that I'm not just making this up. You are going to see a horse and pony show put on by Kim Jong-un for the purpose of tricking the world and bringing in as much income as possible. This, what you're going to see, is not peace. What we see in North Korea is not for the purpose of peace. North Korea's main objective is not to obtain peace. It's not unification. It's not Birkenstops, bonfires, and and hippie chants. It is for their own survival. Kim Jong-un is in survival mode right now. The policies that were put on him by this new administration inside the United States has changed the game to where he is in survival mode. You can believe it or not. I'm about ready to give you evidence on why I believe that 
Kim Jong-un is putting on the charm offensive because he is in survival mode at the moment. This is not peace. What you're going to see is going to be master extortion, bribery, trickery on a level that it can only be explained as demon possession. That he is going to be and has been operating in a way that would signify that the man is not completely operating on human rationale. It's literally demon-possessed. Right now, we are seeing a food shortage like never before. I've been telling you that uh, North Korea has been going through a famine for the, for the winter. We have seen um, fishing boats arrive in Japan with dead bodies half-starved individuals coming from North Korea, pretending like they got lost uh, at sea when actually they were looking for food. We've seen soldiers risk their lives, leaving a good life behind or the better life behind, not a good life, but better than what their their, their compatriots have inside of North Korea. Soldiers have the higher level of living standards inside of North Korea compared to the normal people. But what we're seeing, what I think we're about to see, is, is similar to when Kim Jong-il secured food from uh, food aid from South Korea and the United Nations in 2000. And then the authorities claimed in propaganda that it was rice and food and money being received as, a, as winnings from the struggle against their enemies. It's going to be the exact same thing that everything that Kim Jong-un is going to be able to garner, get, and, and support and negotiations, the money that he will receive, the aid that he will receive, all of this stuff that will be flooding into the country will not be seen as a benefit to peace. It will be seen as the enemies paying North Korea for the struggles that they've been suffering unjustly. And that Kim Jong-un, like his father, Kim Jong-il, is able to secure it. The, the summit between uh, Moon Jae and, and Kim Jong-un is already going down in the history books in North Korea as Kim being the great, loving negotiator and bringing unification to the Korean people and penins- and, and on the peninsula. That he is opening up the eyes of the South Koreans so that they can clearly see that they have been controlled for so many generations by the evil capitalistic Americans. And now... They are being led to the light by the master giver, the omnipotent one, the omniscient one. And because of his weight gain, maybe even the omnipresent one, Kim Jong-un. Factories now have to give speeches and talks about how the great diplomat Kim Jong-un is able to lead the Korean people into unification. Schools have to teach it. Teachers have to make their students study it. It was supposed to be carried out on TV, but there's not enough electricity to support everybody to watch TV. Not everybody has a TV, and so now they can only watch it in factories and schools and business places. But not every factory and school and business place has electricity, even if they have the luxury of having a TV, which it's not necessarily that they do. So that summit that was between the North and South has been recorded, documented, and they've already got new history books being published right now to be given to the children to show how amazing and fearless their leader is and how he never backed down and finally the world gave in. That's how it's being shared. But 
do not be tricked. What I'm about ready to share, I haven't really heard too many people share about this, but I'm going to be sharing something that you probably won't hear on at least on Christian media. And that is this. Right now, there is fear in the North Korean government. There's fear with Kim Jong-un. Radical, uncontrollable, heightened fear. Kim Jong-un is crapping in his pants right now. Why? Because China, their number one partner, has been against them for several months. China media is blocked in North Korea. She basically demanded that Kim Jong-un meet him in China. Their nuclear facility collapsed at the same time that we're doing our 30-day prayers. Thank you very much. The main recruiter for their nuclear program, the main guy bringing in all the main people that actually know about the nuclear program, just went missing. (laughs) It was just reported that he went missing. His name is Mr. Kong. He's a senior colonel in his late 50s. He is the head, the top person of the Foreign Counter Espionage Office in charge of Northeastern China for the the Ministry of State Security, MSS. He fled overseas in February. It was discovered that he was gone the beginning of April. Mr. Kong was residing in Chibosan Hotel, now known as the Zhongpu International Hotel inside of China. He was overseeing the operations at the Foreign Counter Espionage Office for Russia, China, and Southeast Asia for North Korea before he went missing. Now he's gone. Nobody knows where he's at. He didn't have credit cards and he didn't have money with him. So how is he going to surprise? (laughs) Or how is he going to survive? The way any North Korean leader survives, silly. He had his own machine that was capable of printing, making U.S. dollars. He had his own foreign currency printing machine with him. That, That prints, you need a few extra dollars? Just print them. He's got his own minting device with him that prints out U.S. dollars as every good um, uh, espionage representative from North Korea should have. Why not? I got one of those in my back pocket. So he's got, he, he, he takes off and he's leaving with a machine that is able to create American dollars. That's how, that's how he's able to survive and do a lot of the bidding on behalf of North Korea is by printing foreign currency. Well, it's fake. Yeah, but it's only, it's, it's only worthless if you know that it's fake. If you don't know that it's fake, if it's made at such a, a, a superb quality as the North Koreans have been at it for a while, I think America should probably take lessons on how to make our own currency by listening to the North Koreans because they've been making it for so stinking long. They've been in business. They have people that have been making money for North Korea in American dollars for so long that they're, they've probably been at it longer than the current employees at the, at the U.S. Mint. At the, the, the U.S. monetary uh, uh, printing house making money for the U.S. government. That's probably the, – the employees that are doing it right now have probably been doing it less for less time than the ones that are doing it inside of North Korea. Well, Mr. Kong, one of the people that had uh, some of the most experience actually walked away with one of their machines. I hope you got others. 
But according to sources inside of North Korea, it said that he was the main person for getting the people that were in charge of the nuclear program into North Korea. So he is the main person that covertly arranges exchanges between Russia and Chinese scientists to be able to get the data and personnel that is needed in order for the North Korean um, nuclear program to continue. According to inside sources, Kim Jong-un ordered his immediate execution upon hearing the news of defection. Well, since you promised to kill me, yes, I will come back. Kim Jong-un knows he's not coming back. He knows he's not coming back because Mr. Kong's son was raided. He was raided by Group 109. If you're not familiar with Group 109, if you haven't read our, our books in the past, 109 is a team that is very well known. They're notorious for being kind of like a SWAT team, a crack team, with cracking down on foreign media inside of North Korea. Group 109 responded to information that they had that Mr. Kong's son was found watching South Korean soap operas. Lord forbid, send in the SWAT team, which is exactly what North Korea did. And because of that, Mr. Kong lost his mind. Because you see, he is a part of the elite class. He comes from the main family lineage that is essential for the continuation of the royal family bloodline inside of North Korea. And now he's gone. Kim Jong-un arranged immediately seven agents who were dispatched with one single mission to assassinate Mr. Kong. Very much in the same way that Kim Jong-nam, his brother, was assassinated. So now there's been seven agents that have been dispatched that already know that their main target is Mr. Kong. And they've already been told, do not return empty-handed. So food production is down. Famine is up. People are dying. Top Officials are leaving the country in massive numbers. Children have been witnessed. There's been pictures that have been smuggled out of North Korea that children have been used in the coal mining facilities because their families need to survive. And after they pay the government for the money that they raise while working in the coal mines, it's not enough to survive. So families are bringing their children to help them work. We're talking small children, like three, four, five years old, working in coal mines. Three, four, five years old, working in coal mines in order to survive. There is an international disaster taking place inside of North Korea that is of huge proportion and and the, and the world is not even knowing about it because right now there is a smile offensive that is taking place. North Korea has used treaties in the past as a way to increase their nuclear testing and more importantly their funding to bring in funding into the country. That's exactly what's going to be taking place now. Emergency warnings have been given last month. Throughout the month of April, while we were praying for North Korea, emergency warnings were given to North Korean police and military personnel who were working on the border regions. Why? Because there's been such a wave of excitement about this idea of unification that people are finding hope again. Hope to escape. Not to stay, but to escape. And as a result... 
more people are escape having their North Korea is experiencing a, a massive surge in escape attempts at the border. Why? Because famine's on the rise, and now hope is also increasing. So Kim Jong-un launched an anti-espionage campaign throughout North Korea because he believes that the reason people are trying to escape is because they're getting the wrong information about what his utopian vision is actually about. Sound familiar? You don't agree with me because you are not educated enough. You don't agree with me because the wrong information is getting into your hands. You do not agree with me because we are not able to filter out the news. We need to filter out damaging news, dangerous news. That's exactly what we're seeing right now with conglomerates coming together like Facebook, YouTube, Google, and China. So Kim believes that there are... There are bad there there are unfavorable news reports that are getting into the hands of North Koreans and it needs to be stopped. So he has launched an anti-espionage campaign because really the only way that people would want to leave North Korea is that if they were getting information that was not true. Only he can provide the true news. He is the only trusted source. So defectors are on the rise. And people that are supposed to be loyal to the regime are now turning their backs on him in the largest numbers that we have ever seen. And Kim Jong-un is extremely unhappy with his, the, the movement of his anti-espionage campaign. So according to reports that are coming from inside, various propaganda art has gone up recently in accordance with the nationwide anti-espionage struggle. A source in Rangyong province told Daily North Korea on April 18th, everyone is having to participate in propaganda activities lately. Quote, at workplaces and people's units and meetings, the propaganda focuses on establishing a reporting system and raising awareness while encouraging criminals to turn themselves in by offering softer penalties if they do. After Un's visit to China, he was able to get China to at least come on board a little bit to help him against those defectors that are defecting out of North Korea, escaping from North Korea, and make it into, into China. And now, you probably haven't heard this in any other uh, Chinese Christian report, but China is right now paying up to 5,000 uh, renminbi. That's about... Uh, 900, 800, 900 US dollars for any information leading to or the handover of North Korean defectors inside of China or handing over information about people doing the kind of activities that we do at Back to Jerusalem, which is smuggle materials into North Korea from China. 5,000 RMB is not a small chunk of change for those living inside of North Korea. Here's the bottom line that you need to know. The bottom line is that when you see the smiles on people's faces because of the unification, I will be one of the people smiling. I'll be very happy. I want to hope for the best. I want to pray for the best. I want to believe in the best. I want to have that kind of faith. But I'm telling you, do not believe it. Because what you are seeing is not peace. It's extortion. It's bribery. It's trickery. And the main game is to allow as many shenanigans as humanly possible 
to take place while garnering the praise of the public and delaying or preventing anyone from being badly hurt. That is the dance of the politicians. And what we need you to pray for, those that are supporting Back to Jerusalem, those that are praying for North Korea, those that want to continue to see the walls fall down as we saw during the month of April, if you want to continue seeing that, continue to pray. And what we're asking you to pray for is that the walls of darkness continue to fall. So that the word of God can come in, the light can shine, truth can run rampant, and slaves can be set free. I want to thank you for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Shanghai. God bless you.